The World Wrestling Federation. For over 50 years, the revolutionary force in sports entertainment. What's our name? Welcome to the New Gen Mission Podcast on North South Connection. I'm Tim Slavka. I'm JP. Thanks for joining us again. As always, we are the journey to relive the new generation era to find the best and some of the worst of the wrestling time period often forgotten. From Brennan Shaw and Survivor Series 92 to Brennan Shaw and Survivor Series 97, we look beyond pay-per-views and examine the weekly TV, see what worked, what could have worked, and what failed. JP, how's everything going? Pretty good, man. Pretty good. How you doing? Uh, I'm good. Happy Mother's Day. Uh, belated, yep. but that's what we're recording on, so always uh, a fun... Fun time of the year for all the, the moms out there. So uh, been busy with family stuff all day, but now about to talk some about '94 wrestling. <laughs> right, right. So. Yeah, it's a it's a busy one. You got to spoil the moms in your life, you know. Yep, very important. So everything good with you recently? Oh yeah, yeah, we're all good. You know, just a 37 year old chasing a one year old around all day. It's not the smartest thing in the world to do, but um, this just let this be a PSA for Trojan or whatever you're. Con choices. Uh, if you're in your mid to late thirties, just just think it over, and you know you don't you don't have the energy you used to. Yeah, just a, just a quick PSA. I, I love my son to death, but he, he kills me. Oh my god. Yeah, I, th- I think that age. We were out with neighbors last night, and I think that's age like one to like three, three and a half, where they yep. can move, but they don't understand the movement of their consequences. Like my son, he's the same. I can't chase him, but like he knows where I am. He knows to stop at streets. He knows. Like, he won't run down the stairs. You know, like, he's right. able to figure out consequences. It's this middle ground where you're in right oh, now dude. in your neighbor's where it's like, they're like, oh, stairs. I'm just going to go head first down them. You know, it's just. Well, it's like my daughter, too. My daughter wasn't this bad. And now that she's 10, like, we we have a pool, so we'll go swimming. So, what, like, my daughter wants to go swimming. I can't tell her, no, you can't yeah. swim for the rest of your life because your son, your brother's one. Like, yeah. so we have to watch him and, like. My wife has to hold him the entire time while me and my daughter swim. It's just, oh boy, she helps out a lot, so it's good for that age difference. But otherwise, yeah, it's crazy. I don't know what I was thinking. <laughs> uh, fun stuff, but the, yeah. it's, it's a fun age, but it is stressful. Right. I agree. Exactly. Yeah. I agree. So uh, let's move on to '94 uh, uh, WrestleMania. Then uh, yeah. the, well, I should say the March to WrestleMania, Road to WrestleMania. I, I never know what they are because even on History WWE, it named it two different events. Uh, so we'll, we'll just, I just put in March WrestleMania in my notes, so we'll call that. But we got one superstars left. Right. We got the March to WrestleMania, which was the, you know, these, these, uh, USA specials. And then there was a, the superstars, the, the weekend of WrestleMania that was really short. So uh, what happened was there was a preview show pretty much of only highlight clips. So I'll just give a, mm-hmm. a quick introduction at the end of that, uh, one, but, um, We'll basically just go start with Superstars and then move on to the USA special. So this is uh, Superstars on uh, March 12th. This was taped uh, back on February 22nd. So uh, And this taping is kind of unique in that part of it's before WrestleMania and part of it's after. So this is kind of one of those weird tapings where they have, you know, the following weeks, Bret Hart and <laughs> Lex Luger fighting and Yokozuna fighting with the belts. Right. belts. Always kind of like a weird situation, but it's just the way they used to do stuff. So... Um, just interesting. So we start off with, uh, Tataka. He's got the headdress, uh, the, the show highlights of the headdress during his match. He's playing Brooklyn Baller, who actually gets a lot of, this match was actually pretty competitive, mm-hmm. uh, between the two of them, which is, it was just crazy. Uh, IRS, uh, 
it seems like they're setting up a big feud there because he he does the voiceover uh, during the match, which which I always love. They're setting up new feuds, and he talks about how there's a gift, <laughs> how there's a gift tax on here. There's not yeah. paying taxes on. And my next point is like, he's actually got a good point. So right. uh, agree with IRS there, but uh, to talk with the win. Uh, nice to setting up a feud. He's a guy that kind of after Borga and, and Borga's kind of disappeared. He's kind of been on his own. Uh, so it seems like they're kind of setting up a program between Tatanka and IRS to start us off. Yeah, and and during this match, uh, Johnny Polo is like playing with this audio board the whole time too. It's like oh yeah, yeah, some, something he's like uh, introduced to commentary. It's it's okay at first, but it kind of wears thin after a little while. Um, yeah, it's real. It's some like, parts is- in some yeah. parts it's funny. In some parts it's funny. In some parts it's like, okay, that was unnecessary, right? Like, yeah, it's it's like that morning drive, right? Like sports yeah. radio, whatever. Like you know, wacky noise effects and crap. So, um, yeah, it's funny at certain points because like when the timing is right, but then sometimes it's just unnecessary. Um, and I also thought like seeing Tatanka in front of these crowds, like especially like the Northeast, I wonder like if. Like he would have been such a huge star in like the late seventies, eighties, like the the ethnic oh, babyface yeah. era. You know what I mean? Like just seeing him, he's always so over with the crowd and just like. But you you look at him, and you're like, okay, he's not really that good on the mic. He's not the best in the ring, especially with like the movement that's coming right now. But he's so over and he's so like entertaining. Yeah. I just feel like he would have blended in so good in that era. So it's just something I like randomly thought of watching him. What, what, why you bring that up? It's weird they don't like keep those guys around in Strong, Strongbow or, and everyone else as yeah. his managers, like as his managers are like around, because I'm sure that's what they're trying to give the rub off of like, okay, yeah. you're, you're over, but like you're, you're not just a Indian, like you, I mean, is Chief, Chief J, I think was a champion, right? Or at least a tag team champion. Like I try to, a tag team. Yeah. yeah, right. Like try to elevate him to those positions. So it seems like they're trying to give him the rub right. uh, from those guys to kind of elevate him like the next level. Cause he, like you mentioned, he's just so over, um, but he's kind of been aimless, so at least this IRS feud is going to bring him up. And IRS was just a guy that was feuding for the Intercontinental title, so I know a lot of people talk bad on IRS, but, like, he's credible at this time. So it's not well, like he's fighting, you know, at a bomb. <laughs> well, he's like, IRS is the perfect, like, plug-and-play guy. Like, he yep. just, with his, because his shtick is so, like, boring and, like, mid-level, like, and he's so good at it, it just, you can plug it in against anybody. You can claim attacks for any you know character at this time so i think it works and i'm kind of looking forward to this because it's it's a clear um guy you want to see win guy you want to see lose kind of feud so i like that um so going after that we get uh men on a mission versus a couple jobbers um men on a mission like we said also over as well but not great in the ring or on the mic so kind of a um like split here with Tatanka and them, kind of the same instance, but they're yep. still like, like if somebody tells you why do you like Mabel or Man on a Mission, like you can't really explain it, but like you you see them, and you just know it's like it's over and it's entertaining. So yeah, um, you know it, it's, it's a t- <clears throat> go ahead, and it's a and it's a time period, right? It's like whoop, there it is. It's just so ninety three, ninety four, right? Like it just right. you had to be in that era, right? It's just like one of those things. It's, it's probably like I don't know a good example, but like ninety five with the Macarena, like it just was everywhere, right? right? Like right. there is was like the same type thing. It was just everywhere in pop culture, and so you're they're kind of immersed in that. So and have you ever have you ever listened to uh, JBL and Briscoe's podcast, Gerald Briscoe's I podcast? Am- I have not. All right. They, this, for some reason, I was listening to a Gangrel episode this week, and, you know, he was married to Luna or whatever. He told a story of 
Luna going backstage and beating Oscar's ass out of nowhere, like <laughs> beating the shit out of him. So I was watching this match and just looking at Oscar like you little bitch, like the whole time, yeah. just like in my head. Like now my my whole like perception of him has changed because I heard Gangrel tell that story. But um, it's just That's something hilarious. like yeah, I'm just listening to it. I'm like, oh my god, I just watched them, and now I'm hearing this story. And Gangrel just like completely. Talks about how Linda just beat Oscar. He's like, you know, the guy from Men on a Mission, the, the mouthpiece one? And then they say, Oscar? And he's like, yeah, Linda just beat the shit out of him one night. I'm like, well, that, this lost our credibility. Yeah, exactly. So that's just a fun little anecdote to add to a squash match there. Um, we also get a face-to-face after that. So this is still Stan Lane for some reason. He's still stuck, stuck in that role. Um they talk with uh, Jim Cornette and, like, Fuji really doesn't add anything. But Cornette's saying how, like, like everyone questions Yoko's endurance, like, you know, having to wrestle two matches. Um, but he really doesn't need endurance because no one can last that long against him, which I thought was pretty good. Like, a pretty, like, because that is a question, like, you would have for Yoko. Like, you know, ha- yep. we'll see what actually happens. But, you know, you are t- telling yourself, oh, he's huge. How is he going to last this long? And, Cornette's just basically squashing that, saying, you know, that no one can last as long with Yoko anyway, so that really doesn't matter. So I thought it was a pretty good storytelling there for uh, Cornette on Yoko's yep. behalf. Agreed, yep. And then I'll just take this next one real quick, too, because it's yeah, quick. And then and then there's a uh, Sean squash, um, and they're really playing up the ladder stuff here. Like, they have a ladder ringside. Um, Sean and Diesel, as we said before, they just feel like a unit right now. It just feels like it's working, like, They've tried these different things with Sean, and they finally it's finally clicked. Um, Sean wins with a super kick. I don't know if this is his first time doing the super kick, but it's like definitely looks like it's his finisher now. Like he sets up for it and everything, and it's not just like some middle of the move match anymore. Um, and then this is another match too, where like Polo hits the buzzer as he hits the super kick for the win, so like kind of like like announced the finality of the match. Um, Sean puts the ladder, like, over the job or two and, like, climbs up to cut a promo on Razor again. So, I really feel That's like, you know. Very cool. Yeah. I feel very like cool he's, he's, he's really confident now, too. I felt like Sean, Sean was a guy, like, you know, with the Rockers, he was, like, you know, just a tag guy. When he first popped on, he was, like, trying to play wrestler the whole time. Like, like it, it was more of a shtick than, a, than an actual feel to a wrestler. And now, I feel like because he knows he's probably got some – stroke a little bit i guess you know he's got friends in the company maybe like maybe the clicks forming now he just seems more confident and that's what you need like he's on on his shit right now like i, I just, i'm really starting to you know this this era 95 sean's probably my favorite but right now i'm really starting to like where he's going so far yeah it, it, you just talked about that one thing remember he was like sus- he was in 93 suspended for drugs and mm-hmm. bloated like he might have that might have been like a little wake-up call for him right as well right, like right. you know kind of like hey i gotta get my act straight here like this is not going well so that might have helped out as well right uh let me get the next oops yeah next match so then we got uh i also put there in my notes just on that shot match that or one thing i'm gonna admission vince again says mo is doing nothing so it seems <laughs> yeah. like vince is, vince is kind of over him and then a Shawn michaels match i thought diesel is more involved in it like just than just being the silent bodyguard so it seems like he's kind of getting more into to, to involved uh they todd had the wrestlemania mania report after that they mm-hmm. finally announced leona kai was going to fight Lundra blaze so they've announced a a um 
opponent for her finally after just showing her screen, her face right. on the screen, saying she'll fight. Uh, so the women's division is just garbage right now. Uh, at this time, it's it's cool they're bringing it back, and Ledger Boys is kind of a star over time, but it's it's very sad right now. Uh, and then we get an all timer match. Um, uh, thanks oh, for man. this one. We got Bastion Booger versus Earthquake. Pretty cool, like Fat Man, like Dream Match, but it's it it's just Bastion Booger is just so incredible. I I put that his gut jiggles more than Earthquake, and I think it's the outfit, but he just he looks gross, he acts gross. Uh, and I don't think Earthquake feels that way. Like, Earthquake feels like, yes, a fat, like, sweaty guy, but he mm-hmm. doesn't look, like, absolutely disgusting. Um, they do talk in the match a lot about Adam Bomb, that Earthquake's going to fight him in a big match. So seemed like that would have been a cool match. Uh, they obviously it gets changed a little bit at WrestleMania, but uh, they mentioned Borga, so they must have still had things as well from, for him. Uh, I thought the end of the match was Earthquake looking really strong, slamming Booger, or as I put the Booger Man, and then did the Earthquake smash on him, kind of like writing off the character. Like, I wonder if we'll ever see Bastion Booger again. Right. Like, this, like, this almost seemed like a squash by Earthquake. Uh, it, it's one of those matches that, like, could have been cool with, like, two power fat guys going at it. And But Bastion Booger's terrible right now. He, he just seems like he maybe had been good in Smoky Mountain. I think there's been talk of that. Like, that he's, he was pretty good as Dorman the Lunatic and things like that. But mm-hmm. this is just not not it. And he's clearly overweight, and clearly they just mock him, and he spends all his time focusing on being disgusting versus, like, any type of in-ring action. So, Earthquake well, looks really solid here, and the power slam was awesome. The crowd popped for it, but it was pretty, pretty uh, pointless. Well, and, and, like, before this, too, like, like right before the match, they show Bastion Booger in the locker room with, like, a, a donut on his foot, and he eats oh, it, yeah, yeah, and, like, yeah, Polo calls yeah. it a, to- a toe nut. And they, like, they, they, they like, it's, this is weird, I know, but I, I noticed these things. They, like, pan to his fucking crotch too like where you could barely see anything because his guts hanging over it yeah so it's like they just want to embarrass this guy so bad like like they might as well have said oh he has a nub in the shrub like for a yeah. dick like they might as well just, <laughs> you know what i mean like i don't know i just i feel like they're like there's some like vendetta against him or something where they're just like you can have a gimmick that's meant to be um disgusting or whatever something but this is like borderline embarrassing like yeah you know they they want to make it to where like what if he was wanting to work somewhere else what could he do that would you know make him credible ever again like this is it you know so um i kind of hope we don't see him anymore and saying like i'm not trying to defend the guy but i kind of hope he's done like just to give him some respect but yeah um yeah i don't know i just i didn't expect him to be around this long either so that's kind of weird and, um, so, so up. yeah, I'll take this last. Yeah. So this last, um, so after that match, we get an in-ring with, uh, Vince, Brett, and Lex, which I think is pretty cool because you're kind of, I don't know if they're using this technically to see, like, I don't, I, I would assume their call is already made by then. Um, but it, this was taped back in February, so maybe not, like, you know, yeah, yeah. 20 seconds. So maybe they're kind of using this, um, as like a gauge, I guess, but, um, Brett comes out and he's got like the cool pink paint splatter this time, like instead of the white. So I thought that was cool, different tights. I don't think I've ever like, I don't ever remember those tights. So that was pretty cool. Um, it starts off with both guys like in the mutual appreciation society, like they're both, you know, giving each other props and everything. And, yep. Um, Brett gets a little jumbled for a second when he has to get serious. Like he just like defaults to his catchphrase, which he does do a lot. Like. It, you know, it, the crowd loves it, and the crowd starts getting you know hype when he does it. But um, 
it's kind of a crutch for him, like when he doesn't really know what to say. Yep. So, um, pretty good stuff here. Like not, you know, I don't think one guy like was more cheered than the other per se, but both guys kind of came off a little, you know, the, the crowd was kind of into both of them, I guess. Um, I don't know if you had any words to add on to that. Yeah, I, I I put I, I thought it was cool. Uh, the crowd wanted to see this. Like yes. this was something the crowd was like, yes, we want to see Brett and Luger. They tease at the Rumble. They're teasing it here, and it's kind of a letdown by WrestleMania, right? That we don't get it. And I don't know if we ever get them fighting. Like I I wonder maybe we'll see it somewhere, but like it clearly doesn't happen. The crowd wants to see it. Like probably a missed opportunity. Like you, I couldn't really tell if Luger or Brett was more over. Like at times both were kind of wore over. But, like, the crowd, I felt, was most into, like, when they picked up, you know, talking on each other. Like, that's when the crowd was, like, the hottest for it. Well, uh, well then, I, go ahead. No, go ahead. Now, all I was going to say is, like, they did drop the ball. Because, like, if you're, like, in spoilers, whatever, it's been almost 30 years. <laughs> if you're, if you're going to beat Yoko anyways, why does he have to go twice? He's obviously going to be out of gas. Yep. You, you kill Luger dead. Like, Luger's done. Once he loses to Yoko in the first match, he doesn't even make it to the finals. He's done as far as a serious contender now because he's failed every time he's went. So at least if he would have beat Luger or beat Yoko, been the champion, and then he could have lost it to Brett in the same night, at least you'd have had a story of, you know, a feud or something going forward. Like, hey, you know, we can fight over yeah. the belt. You know, I won it that night, but I want to rematch, whatever. Um, but yeah, I don't know. This I think the crowd was into both of them. I think they could have really changed. They could have done something different, like a babyface versus babyface feud. So they did yeah, this exactly. drop the ball. And then just a quick uh, to finish, you know, with um, like how they keep everything symbiotic with like Owen being the last match after Brett and Lex talk, which is cool. So Owen comes out, and I don't know. Like, this is another thing. I don't know if it's the first time, but he has his music, like, his music. Did we hear that yet? Has it been out before? Like his, I don't think so. No, I right, remember like, it. The famous Owen music, like, everybody knows the, the yep. song. But um, he wins with the sharpshooter. Um, decent little squash, but just just to keep it everything cohesive, you know, Owen follows Brett. So um, yep. pretty good stuff to finish the show out. And then, again, they're constantly, uh, having a win every, he's been on a lot of squash matches, but he's constantly winning on the sharpshooters. So, like, they constantly put that over. Right. Like, Owen winning the sharpshooters. So that, that's been very, very true throughout. So, uh, yeah. Okay. Superstar is definitely building up to the, the, the Luger, Brett, uh, Owen stuff throughout this one. And you kind of mentioned that good promo by <laughs> Cornette versus Fuji. Uh, so they're really, that's, you know, their main focus of the superstars. Right. Uh, uh, you want to move on to, let's do plugs real quick so we get to Marshall okay. WrestleMania because it's a little bit longer and then we'll, uh, you know, don't want to miss it at the end. So you want to do quick plugs yeah. a little bit early? Yeah. So just, uh, like I, like I've always said, you know, subscribe to the podcast feed for, you know, pods like ours. If you like to, if you really can't watch the videos because you like to listen at work or whatever, like I do, like I listen to podcasts all day long. So we got something, you know, virtually every day for that. Um, but also subscribe to the YouTube channel, North South Connection because, there's just always something random, like, like random things will pop up or like even your favorite, like shows will be on there too. So, you know, get the views up. I saw, I've seen some of the views and I know more people listen to this. Like, let's just try and get those views up so that we can get, you know, spread it out there some more. Like I, I want to see 
uh, more awareness for the for the YouTube channel, especially because of all the hard work they're putting in. So, yep, just check and, that out. And subscribe. Yeah, and even on the on the uh, I haven't finished yet, but even on the uh, YouTube, there was breaking the hosses, which uh, earthquake yes. and, and Bam ba- or earthquake and Bastard Booker will not be on there. I've right, finished the whole thing, but I think there's definitely not a. Uh, uh, definitely a match that would be on there, but <laughs> right. for either of them, they both disappointed themselves. But Earthquake is one of those all-time hosses, so a lot of cool yeah. stuff on there. And then you know the place to be pop experience and the original place to be, so, you know, listen, rate, review. Uh, so a ton of fun stuff. Uh, the Sporkle quizzes as well. They they've been yeah. doing so cool little things besides the uh, day-to-day, uh, you know, things like like us and uh, design, you know, weekly or every other week. So awesome stuff there. And the place to be, and then we got uh, in the North South Connection, and then we got uh, the March WrestleMania next. So this is taped on two different shows: uh, February the twenty first, which was the Superstars taping, and then February twenty third, which is the Wrestling Challenge taping. So the Wrestling Challenge taping has uh, St- your boy Stan Lane and Gorilla Monsoon, uh-huh, yeah. and, and then the the Superstars taping has the um, Vince and Polo, for, you know, so they're at the arena doing the same taping. The, the wrestling right. challenge is pretty much where all the good matches are. The squashes are at Superstars, just kind of the way they split it up. I don't know how it is. Uh, we start with Vincent, Vincent Polo in front of a massive green screen, of course. Vince is like pumped up for this, like this is a big time thing. It's two hours on USA, right before the biggest pay-per-view of the year. You know, they got a sold out Madison Square Garden, so really trying to pump up the buys for the pay-per-view. Uh, a lot of heavy green screen throughout this, uh, and we we start off with a, a hot mash. And uh, uh, you know they kind of do a good job of spacing in this, but they start off with Gigolo, Jimmy Del Rey versus um, Lex Luger. Um, I, I put the <laughs> Gigolo looks a little extra jiggly right now, so maybe he's we haven't seen yes. that these much right now, so maybe just a little bit out of shape. Uh, kind of as they they've been kind of moved away from uh, from being in action as much. Uh, mm-hmm. So maybe just getting a little bit out of shape. Uh, fine match, you know, kind of no feud at all. But I do like how, you know, Cornette gets really involved. He has uh, Tom Pritchard uh, involved in the match as well, like hitting with the rackets. What's kind of interesting, I didn't think about this, is like the heavily bodies, like could they have been more involved in the feud with Luger and Yoko, like to really put over like, uh, you know, the way Luger loses is kind of silly. <laughs> the crowd doesn't really appreciate it. Mania. Like, could Heavenly Bodies been involved as well to make it a little bit more chaotic versus just this kind of, like, bland DQ right. finish? Uh, it, it seems like, okay, maybe they were going that way because this match kind of comes out of nowhere, but they really bring up the, like, the, the Heavenly Bodies are doing the work for Yokozuna. So, uh, and, and Luger also wins on a torture rack, which I don't know if he's won on or we've seen before. So kind of interesting. I didn't know that was a WWF move, but he doesn't oh, wow. yeah, I think to, about that. to win. Uh, so we'll see if that keeps staying versus the elbow. But, uh, you know, fine match by Luger. My other, only other note is when Luger comes out, they've added lights. He has, like, stars, uh, like American color, uh, you know, red, white, and blue stars all over the arena. Kind of what you're u- used to more in the new gen era of, like, the, the presentation of lights and symbols. So they've right. definitely stepped up their entrance way a little bit. It's not, it's nothing like compared to day, but they definitely right, right. added that presentation, uh, to both, to both these events. So it makes it look a little cooler, a little bit more big time, kind of hides the arena a little better. So, um, fun little match, but kind of n- no purpose behind it, uh, compared to kind of the other match that we see later. So I don't know if you have anything else to add. Yeah, I just, I just, like, my first note when you talked about him being jiggly, I just put, like, how can you not love the Jimmy Shimmy when he does his little, yeah. his little <laughs> dance there? Like, oh my, it's so sleazy, but God, I yeah. love when he does it. 
Um, so I thought, it, for this being such a random little matchup, like I thought this was like a perfect like TV match. Like like you said, like Cornette getting involved and Pritchard, and stuff, like just the story behind it. Like Yoko comes out to end to confront him, um, and like Luger spanks Cornette with the racket. It's just like a great crowd involvement match. So pretty good stuff to start the show and like keep your guy that's going into hopefully a main event hot. So yep, um, pretty good stuff. After that, we get uh, Cy Sperling puts, like, his hair oh. on Luna. Like, like he better watch out. Like, Luna might beat his ass, too, after yeah. this. Um, after this little stunt that he just pulled. Um, then we get a quick Bigelow squash after that. Nothing really crazy with that. Um, and then some words from Tatanka. He's, like, wearing the feathers from the headdress. So I thought he looked really good here. Like, the whole Tatanka presentation is good. Um but he's just not the best on the mic. And, like, maybe, if, no. like you said, like, if, if Wahoo was there or if um, Strongbow was there, maybe I would add some credence to it, even if they weren't the best. Just the presentation, at least, could be a little... Credibility, you know, yep. Yeah, yeah, cred- exactly. That's that's a perfect word for it. Um, so, still, he's still hot, though, so not, you know, not dissing him or nothing. Um, and then we get a quick razor squash as well. And then we get a good little segment here with um, Johnny Polo. So he's kind of doing the the instead of Vince doing it, he's doing the interview with Owen, like Vince did it with okay. Brett and Luger. Yep. Um, so Polo's in the ring and he says like like Owen says that if he had a little brother, he'd hold him down too. So he's kind of like telling everybody like you know Brett's holding me down, but hey, like this isn't the worst thing. I would do it too. So yeah. he's kind of trying to like convince people that Brett's doing this. Um, yep. cause he was saying he would do it too. So it's pretty good stuff. Um, he says like, Brett's not the good guy we think he is. So like, he kind of hints towards like, he has, he knows more things about Brett, obviously being his brother. Um, so it's like good little mind games with that. And then like, in the, in the match later on, he says he doesn't want Crush to hurt Brett too bad cause he doesn't want Brett to have any excuses. So like where you see a lot of heels like kind of put hits, hits out on guys to make it easy. He wants to show how good he is and beat Brett like fully strength, like full strength, whatever at Mania. So I think this is like such good, like builds such good credibility for Owen going forward. I love this little piece yeah, of business they had here. Yeah, it's a great, great uh, promo, and it was good, good, good job by Johnny Polo as well. That like Agamon, like this is something Heenan was always good at, right? On these like, right. interviews, like Agamon, like kind of get the crowd reaction in front of it. The crowd was definitely hating on it, and he, you know, he definitely said. He's done this before in our promo, but like that's something Owen does a lot, like repeat stuff and something like mm-hmm. his brother does. But kept talking about, hey, crush, I, crush, save, save Brett for me, save Brett for me. So they right. really, really left that. Um, then we get a quick uh, earthquake squash. So I kind of mentioned this too, like these matches between the Bam Bam Razor Tatanka, the Owen interview, and like earthquake. These are quick things. So like they're pretty much getting everyone that has a match on. WrestleMania, right. like something, like hey, this is this, this is this, this is this. Yeah. Uh, so they're really getting these matches in. Cl- classic squash, but uh, you know, just really time for them to talk earthquake and a bomb. So pretty good job by that. And then we get to uh, the you know the main event maybe of Crush versus Bret Hart. So uh, one of these things is like there's a huge reaction for uh, Bret Hart here. The arena is really small though, but this crowd is into this. And maybe that's kind of put in my notes that maybe the smaller arena leads to this cooler crowd noise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Crush, I thought, looked in really good shape. Like, yeah. he's always kind of a big dude, but kind of looked like skinny. Like, he was actually getting in shape. So, um, 
don't know if he's just lost some of that, that baby fat off of him, but I thought he looked in good shape. Really, I, you know, Crush isn't the best worker of all time, but really kind of held, you know, one of my notes is maybe this is one of Crush's best solo matches ever. Oh, I agree. 100%. Yeah, like Brett, I mean, a lot of it's Brett's acting, but like, I think Crush looks smooth. He kind of knows when to take, take the holds off. Um, they, um, the end of the match happens that Brett knocks, uh, or Fuji gets hit by Crush. And then gets a, Brett goes for a small package, which is weird that Brett really never does this. And out of nowhere, Owen comes over and pushes, uh, kind of Crush and Brett over so that Crush owns the pin. Uh, right. one, two, three. After the match, both, uh, Brett and Crush act like they don't know what's, ha- like in shock, don't know what's happened. Uh, I thought Brett's acting was pretty good. Um, and I thought both guys looked very good. I thought it was a fun match. You know, Brett Hart is a hero for carrying Crush to this, but I thought it was one of his better matches. Uh, that he's had as far as like in ring. Um, so don't know if you had anything to add on that, but a pretty fun match. Yeah, I had th- that was my last note in this is that this is a sleeper match. Like this is like this match doesn't ever get. I've never heard this match really like pimped or whatever. Like I always, I've heard the Pritchard match. I've heard like before like the Papa Shango matches. Like 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 matches where Brett takes a guy who's not the best worker and, and makes a pretty solid match out of it. Um, th- to me, this falls in that category. Like I think. Crush did his part too, though. Like he worked in like some some good power offense, like some backbreakers yep. and stuff. And like, Crush, or Brett hits like a top rope bulldog too as a comeback. Um, so I just thought it was like a fun little like I I, I didn't expect this match to be this um, competitive, no, this, this good. So yeah, yeah, th- pretty good stuff here. Um, from there we get a Quebecer squash, which is kind of weird that they come out in hockey gear. Like I I don't know where that came from. I don't know like, what's going or on. Or what that, yeah, what that means. Like, I don't, like, I, like, usually teams do that when they're, like, going to have a street fight soon or something like that to kind of protect themselves. So it was just weird that they came out with that. Um, and Albano comes out and he's, like, hating on him and everything. Like, I, I'm not the biggest, uh, this era Lou Albano fan or I'm not really the biggest Lou Albano fan. Is in anyone? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not, like, even 80s Lou Albano, like, people will say, oh, he was so, I, I've seen some of it. I'm not really, a fan, um, like, I don't know, he's puts rubber bands on his face and shit, but, uh, it's a, it's a longer squash too, like, I don't know, it was just weird that they're in this match for this long, they come out with hockey gear on, I don't know, it just kind of threw me off a little bit. Um, then Todd, like, they go, they go back to Todd, he kind of like runs down the mania card again, and he throws to, uh, Vince with an interview with Savage. Now, like, so like, we've, you know, We've liked the, the Crush Savage start to the feud, and then, like, the middle's kind of fallen off. And I think this, like, if you watch this and didn't get hyped up for the Crush Savage match, you just weren't going to be into it. Because I think Savage was so good in this. Um, he's wearing, like, his street clothes. Like, he looks real yep. serious. Like, you don't see that much from him. Like, he's so, like, um, flamboyant with, like, the cowboy hats, all the colors, the boots, everything. Like, you know, he's real colorful. His voice, like everything's very distinct. And this, he's just real, like, toned down. Um, he even mentions, like, he wants his dignity back. So it's like he's so serious in this match, um, just, like, locked in on Crush. Like, he's talking so serious. It's not like a wrestling, like, I'm going to sell you on this. It's a serious, like, I have to do this kind of promo. And, like, part yeah. of me thinks he's talking to Vince as well, like, when he says he has to get his dignity back, because we don't. This is Savage's last match, right? Or is he, does he have something else? Does, his, think... his last pay-per-view match, for sure. Okay, 
Right. I, 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 yeah. It, I mean, sometimes in some of the stuff where it's like, oh, like you just mentioned Bastion Booger, like some of these guys are on more right. than God, right? So he might fight a, a few more times, but he's not on a pay-per-view again as a match. And he's really uh, barely at, like he's at King of the Ring, uh, right. but he's barely at SummerSlam. Like he's pretty much ridden off. So we'll have to see. Uh, and he's not doing Raw right now as commentary. So he might, he might, this might be one of our last real appearances. Well, that's why I wonder if they're like, phasing him out and they're letting yeah. him know because i know it might be this mania i know he wanted to work with sean it might have been wrestlemania 9 i don't remember but he wanted to work with sean at one of these wrestlemanias like 9 10 yeah one of the one of the two maybe even no it couldn't have been 11 he was already gone but um he wanted to work with sean or he wanted to work with brett at nine i think sean at 10 something like that to prove that he could still go in the ring and yeah. vince just wasn't wasn't feeling it, which is so weird because Wait, she doesn't know what's happening. Yeah. Well, it's like the guy that he makes the champion at the end of the year. Like, what? What are you doing? Like, he looks way older than Savage. <laughs> like, he wrestles way older than Savage does. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't know. Um, yeah, I just think they missed the boat on 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 Savage completely because, like, this right now, this this promo he cuts and this little sit down is like my favorite promo so far. Probably that we've seen since we've done this project is strictly promo wise. Um, yep. He killed it and he got me glued on this. So I thought this was awesome. Yep. And, and a couple of things he mentioned, I just had a couple of notes on. Uh, sorry. He talks about his, he says he got a divorce. He also mm-hmm. said the fan, friend stabbing him back, which is clearly Hogan. Right. Right. <laughs> which is clearly Hogan. So, um, yep. Uh, that was that was it. Yeah, really. Interview I put has a lot less coke in her, coke cocaine in his body. For <laughs> this interview, it's definitely true. Or like uh, right. toned down cocaine. Uh, just one thing about Lou is like Stanley, uh, your boy, talks about how when Lou came out, there's like massive chance for Lou Albano, which there were none. Uh, they talk right. about how he could be scouting teams. Um, so I don't know. They're trying to bring this in. It's kind of weird that uh, my next note is that they have Lou Albano, Nikolai Volkov. They keep doing. They're going to have the Hall of Fame for the King of the Ring, but yet they're saying this is like the no, new generation. New generation, like they're starting to go that way. It's like weird they're bringing old people back, or maybe they're trying to blend it in a little bit. Like, hey, we have all these other guys besides Hulk Hogan. It's just weird that mm-hmm. we're seeing like Lou Albano come out of nowhere. Nikolai's like constantly involved in these things. Uh, it's just kind of weird they're bringing all this stuff back. You know, we talked about Chi Chase Strombo and, uh, you know, those guys coming back. So it's weird all of a sudden they're like getting into this historical thing. And even later, uh, somewhere we also have like a WrestleMania highlights, which they've never done before, right? Like, so they're, right, they're starting to right. go back to like, hey, uh, something Jim Ross really does well later, but really starting to say like, okay, we have history. It's not just like right now. So, um, kind of interesting they bring that in. Uh, and then uh, my other note, just on the Quebecers matches, there's just no build to this men on mission match. Like, there's no reason no. to fight it. They're, they barely talk about each other. Uh, so kind of disappointing, if, given how much we talk about how over men on the mission are. So uh, just want to give those my notes from those matches. Then we got a uh, quick Tatanka squash. Uh, no, oh, sorry, not Tatanka squash. Oh, sorry. No. It's a non-title match. Uh, that was my next slide that says that. <laughs> uh, but he's got the headdress on. I think it looks really cool. Uh the, the headdress, I think it just adds to his character, just gives him a little bit more. Um, it, th- they try to really get over the USA chance, 
uh, as well with like Tatanka and like versus Yokozuna, right. which again, my next note is that like, it's really weird they're starting to all of a sudden bring up this USA part, given that Bret Hart's going to win the title. Like it's not a USA thing. So it's weird they're kind of going with that USA. And again, maybe that's some of that stuff where you talked about with like, hey, they were still thinking Lugers. So they were like, hey, let's make sure we put over that, you know, Yokozuna is this evil foreign, you know, even evil foreign heel. Um, mm-hmm. Vince, Vince talks about during the match how Fuji's really concerned, but then all he does is just wave the flag. So again, Fuji sucks, uh, pretty much on it. And then Yoko wins clean on this, like straight up slams him down with a, his, you know, kind of modified DDT and then does his bonsai drop. Earl Hebner like jumps on top of Yokozuna and does the one, two, three count in like the corner. It's really, it's like, <laughs> right. one of the weirdest pins I've ever seen yeah. uh, done, but kind of strange. The guy that they've just put a, a bunch over on, they all of a sudden just let Yokozuna uh, squash uh, Tatanka clean, clean as can be, uh, makes Yokozuna look really strong. Uh, Tatanka looked good and had a lot of chances during the match, but, um, you know, kind of, I, I, I would have never expected that on uh, this match. Yeah. Yeah. They, they, They've done that a couple different times with other people where they just sacrifice, um, a hot, you know, guy to, to get a heel over going into a pay-per-view, which I don't know that I, I think they could have done that with a lesser guy and got the same message across, you know, like, yeah, you know, cause is well established right now. He doesn't need to be Tatanka clean going into the pay-per-view. So, right. Um, I mean, just think of, think of who, uh, Lex Luger beat. He'd be like the jiggler. Right. Like, like, right. it's not like they all beat like, five-star guys, right? And exactly. So it's kind of weird they kind of went this way with just Yoko. But it, it it does put him over really strong as a champion. So maybe that's it, what they were thinking. It does. Like, he's a champion. Theoretically, he should be able to beat anybody. But, like, they could have had him wrestle Billy Gunn and got the same, you know, like, yeah. he would have been over the same way, you know? I don't, right. I don't know. And we, I just remember early on, we talked about how, like, a guy like Duggan was used really well in the sixth spot. Like, right. really, a guy that's not going to win the title, like, but, like, it feels like they're pushing Tatanka to be that, like, new, either an IC champion or a tag team. Like, they feel like they're putting him up, and all of a sudden he just gets knocked down a little bit, uh, mm-hmm. especially with this new, new, new headdress. Uh, it feels a little weird there. So, uh, cool ending as far as, like, just a clean match, a shocking match. Right. Uh, but kind of kind of weird that Tatanka guy, if we just talked up how much he, we've been liking him, now he kind of gets knocked down a little bit. Uh, and then they have the... The Men on the Mission wrap for WrestleMania weekend. Uh, I don't know if they do this at the end of this one too, but that's, they're really talking up the Men on the Mission wrap. So I have that in right. the second one. But uh, anything else that you had from the March to WrestleMania? Nope. We're all good on that. Yeah. So then the superstars on the 319, I'll just go through this real quick. Uh, okay. So what they did was they did live uh, sort of where it's Vincent and Johnny Pole, and they go different spots throughout the uh, New York City. So the first they're at uh, – the top of Empire State Building, they're then uh, Harley Davidson. They can go to Times Square. Uh, they kind of have all these cool little little things that they kind of show uh, them live at, uh, and they t- basically just each segment is them talking about a different match. Uh, Vince is really excited about the celebrities throughout this, which is again is so funny. Uh, but it, it's just interesting some of the stuff um, that they they show. So they do you know the Brett. The Brett Yoko Luger match. They do the Owen and Brett stuff. They they bring in uh, a segment on Men on the Mission Quebecers, which again they try to do it, and there's just no build at all, which includes Top Hat and Go rapping about it. So oh, really, 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 really rough. Um, and then uh, they also talk about uh, the uh, uh, Macho and Crush, the summit. They should reach out the summit. We just my notes just here that the the summit's really good. Uh, and this is also sorry where they did the. Um, 
WrestleMania highlights where they start doing these WrestleMania moments. Um, and I felt like this stuff is missing from like after this time period, like really giving the aura, like you don't have to make everything about Hogan, but they right. have a ton of awesome clips. So, you know, they show, uh, highlights from WrestleMania one or just the, the building, you know, the Saints Madison Square Garden. They show Aretha Franklin doing the America the Beautiful. Like it really adds like that history of like, this is a big time event. Uh, and I feel like that might just say that's probably missing from like 95, 96. Maybe it's not, but it just feels like it gives it like importance. Uh, right, right. That, uh, this is again, well, again, one more note about Cy Sperling that they just keep plugging this guy. Like it, it's crazy how much he's in every single superstars in WrestleMania or in Raws. Uh, and again, he's all over this twice. He's, he has interviews twice during this, the segment. And then the last thing they do is a, the Men on a Mission WrestleMania 10 video, which is pretty cool because they're live on the street and kind of rapids. Uh, they're maybe not the best rappers, but it's a pretty cool, like, looks, looking segment where they're all dressed in the WrestleMania stuff right outside of Madison Square Garden, wrestling, but rapping about WrestleMania. So, uh, cool, different looking superstars. I really like when they did this. They did something similar for, uh, WrestleMania 9 with their Caesars Palace. They, they do this for, for WrestleMania 10. They did something similar for the Royal Rumble on, on Mania where they showed it, like, being live from the arena. I think it just gives, like, that big weekend feel. Uh, so I really like this. Maybe the ratings aren't that great for these, but, there were no matches, but it gives it, like, if you're Saturday morning, like, man, I'm pumped for WrestleMania, like, you know, the next day. So I, I really enjoyed this uh, for what it was. Uh, but like I said, there's no, no nothing that came out of it. It was just highlight videos, but a cool weekend plug to get you ready for the events. All right. Yeah, that's all. They do that really well, too. Like, if if it's not, it doesn't have to be, like, a bunch of matches or anything like that to get you pumped. Like, they're... Their production, their, you know, hype and everything is second to none. So, um, they've always been able to get you invested in a pay-per-view if you're a fan already, you know. Right. And, and most of the, most of the, uh, packages we'll see on WrestleMania. So they, the, you know, right. this is where they're really picking up that high, high quality packaging with the music and the fading in and out. Uh, they really kind of bring it up. The, the one that was kind of missing, and I, maybe it is on WrestleMania, but I, I don't remember seeing the Macho Crush, which might have added to that match. So I'll be interested to watch WrestleMania again and see if they do add that package because I thought it was really one well done here, and I don't remember it at WrestleMania, but we'll see. Uh, but a, a, a cool different superstars uh, and definitely something like live that I would, as a kid, I would have been so pumped for. So Right. Uh, let's go into our awards then. Uh, All right. This episode we got most new-gen outfit, and I don't think we saw Double J, so you're going to – Yeah. Like your seven-week uh, – Rain of his. <laughs> right. Yeah, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to go with that Brett with the pink, uh, Brett pink, pink spider. Yeah, that that new pink spider did it for me. Yeah, I think it's more definitely '93 to talk about that headdress. I actually like it. I think it looks really cool. But uh, yeah, it's definitely very, very '90s. I don't think we can right. put that on TV today. Exactly. So, uh, most new gen performer. Um, so, because I'm not going to pick him for something later, and I want to give him credit, I'm going to go with Sean. I really love how he's coming against his own character-wise, so I'm going to go with him. Yeah, the, it's kind of weird that they don't have, like, a, everyone that's involved in here is in a media match, right? They don't have some, right. like, the Sparky Plugs, the Bob Hollies, like, those type of things, or the Double Js, like, so, uh, has anyone kind of got really over? I'm going to give it to Crush. I thought he, I thought he was pretty well... Uh, solid. This is definitely the best he's looked as that heel and definitely. Oh, 100%. With the, with the macho interview combined, like that match definitely picked up some steam. Uh, worst match or segment? There wasn't anything like crazy bad or anything. There wasn't anything that I looked at and was like, oh, this sucks. Um, I guess just 
because he's in such a bad spot right now, I'll go with uh, Earthquake and Bash and Booger. All right, I, I was gonna go actually. Uh, I think that's the, that's the worst match by far. It was stupid. Yeah. Um, it looked it made Earthquake look awesome with the slam, but yeah, it was pointless. Uh, right. I'm going Johnny Polo's Sound Machine. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Good it, call. Was, it was definitely annoying. I hope it's over with. And it was also <laughs> every time he was on the March WrestleMania, he was going oh, into. So I, we apologize that we didn't put yes. uh, every everything in that was there, but it's right. not worth. It. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best match or segments. Uh, Brett Crush. I mean, that, I did not expect that, especially out of Crush. Like he held his own. So I'm gonna give him props on that. Yeah, and it, uh, it was. It's on. Uh, I'm just looking now. It's on bloopers, bleeps, and body slams. Coliseum home video. That, so it was oh, released. Nice. So they must have thought it was a pretty well off match to to kind yeah. of separately have it. So, um, but yeah, I never really thought that. So I'll go the same thing. Uh, anyone for stock up? Uh, stock up. You know what? I'm gonna give it to Savage. Savage was kind of uh like he was at a certain level, and then now I just like. Even though it doesn't turn out as good as I want it to be, yeah, I'm really invested in the match and you know going, him going forward. Like if I didn't know any better, I would be really looking forward to him, you know, throughout the rest of '94. Yep, I'm gonna go crush. Uh, like all my awards have been crushed, but I think it's pretty good. I thought there was a lot of people that kind of had a lot of good good nights. Ataka we talked about besides losing the last second, I right? In a pretty strong two episodes. Uh, just the presentation of everything I thought looked really well. Like the WWF did a great job with like, and the lights, the music video. Like I thought they did a really good presentation, but I'll give it to crush just cause I thought he looked really good. And like you said, surprising match, uh, out here. Uh, anyone stock down? Uh, I want to go Fuji cause he's not really doing that anything sucks. in a, <laughs> like, yeah, I was going to go Bastion Booger, but I think I will go Fuji because like his guy is in a world title match at the biggest show and he's not doing a single thing. So yeah. he's just not adding to the package at all. No, one of my notes was literally that Vince McMahon's like, Fuji looks really concerned, and then he's just waving the flag like an idiot. <laughs> right. It's like, right. why right. would Vince even say that? Like, he doesn't exactly. look concerned. He's not acting at all. He's terrible. Uh, I feel like I want to go Fuji as well. There's someone really – I'll go yeah. Booger. I'll go Booger just because it was so bad, and I think right. we got to get that guy off. So um, it, it just it, – like you said, the donut thing on his foot and just embarrassing yeah. himself. Like – it wasn't funny, and they're trying to make him serious, but he's clearly not. So I'll, right. I'll just go ahead because it, it was embarrassing. So, all right, episode, that's episode 45. Uh, next week will be 46, WrestleMania 10, one of the all-time great pay-per-views. Uh, definitely from an in-ring few matches oh, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. get up there of all-timers. All we'll, we'll see how the whole presentation works itself out, uh, you know, given some of the other matches, like the tag team match, the women's match, they haven't got the attention, but... Mm-hmm. I'd be I'm really interested to kind of sit through it and kind of like put the build, like feel all those matches off feel. But you know, we know we know I have a couple of five star all timer matches on there, uh, so really pumped for in two weeks to cover that. Right. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm I'm excited because it's like I said, like as a kid and up until you know, maybe maybe my early twenties, late teens, it was always my favorite WrestleMania of all time. Um, it's not anymore, but like I'll I'll be interested to see how it looks. In my older age, like how I feel about it, so yeah, I'm ready it, to watch it. It definitely has that positiveness of the fact that it's so short compared to some of the other. Like, there's right. obviously been great WrestleMania since then, but like, this is going to be a two and a half hour quick watch. So yep. it's really, really going to be fun to, to relive and kind of take some notes on versus just kind of watching in the background. It's been a while since I've probably done that, or been a while since I 
watch the whole thing and not just the ladder match. So uh, I'm really, really excited for it. All right. We'll see everyone in two weeks with uh, WrestleMania 10. Thanks for uh, joining and uh, listening, reading, and reviewing. See you next time. We got Burt Reynolds from Evening Shade and Smokey and the Bandit. He had a mix. We got Ron DeShear from Up All Night. WrestleMania 10 is out of sight. We got Little Richard in the place to be. Hair club for men. No, we got five throwing. Hair will be weaving, corn rolling and curling. We got Jenny Gunn from 90210. She'll be ringing the bell if you really want to know. We got stars galore. We got stars galore. You're going to see a show like never before. Permission is the titles and we will win. But we all going to rock WrestleMania 10. The hurdles at the mania are going to be hard. Check it out now. Come here's the car. Let's go against Joko. He'll tear him apart. But the winner of that match will face Brett Hart. Brett goes against Owen. They'll fight one another. It'll be a class man, brother versus brother. Grunch better be aware of what's at hand. He's in for the fury of the macho man. Adam Bob's in the house. He's going to shake. Cause he must face uh, the mighty earthquake. Shawn Michaels and Razor. This one matters both. I see some at the top of a ladder. Lay Ronnie Kai. But being a daze, she must face a lunge blaze. Thork and Dick, you know they like to joke. Bam, bam, and Luna Michael up in smoke. We got stars galore. We got stars galore. You're going to see a show like never before. The mission is the title that we will win. But we're all going to rock WrestleMania 10. Men on a mission, no one's ready to crush. The Quebecers have the belts, but they must meet us. We got one more match. This one's in the bag. Ten men in the ring for a ten-man tag. It's going to be a gala. It's coming to you next Sunday, March 20th. Oh, on pay-per-view. Yeah, 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 you don't stop, you don't stop, man, on a mission, 